today, January 6th, 2024, marks the third anniversary of the darkest day in American history since the Civil War. America has had many tragic hours since 1865, but none are as terrible as what happened on the January day when thousands of Americans in the second decade of the 21st century, incited by a president of the United States who lost an election, attacked government of the people, by the people, for the people. They assaulted police officers and they assaulted America. The insurrectionists ransacked the floor of the House of Representatives and the chambers of the United States Senate. They desecrated the United States Capitol, the citadel of democracy. They urinated on the floors and they shit on the floors. They killed, they maimed. They broke faith with all of American history and the sacrifice of a million dead patriots who gave what Lincoln called the last full measure of devotion so that we may live in liberty and that we may pass on that liberty to our children. This is an appalling day and it is a terrifying day. This day marks a dissent as well as an act because the extremist movement that attacked America on January 6th of 2021 is better organized, better funded, and in a stronger political position than it was on that day. For a few days after the January 6th attack, the American people stood uneasily united. What Trump did was clear. Through the smoke of that event, the defenses all dropped. Even the loathsome Kevin McCarthy denounced Donald Trump. Liz Cheney looked up at a television screen on that day and she said, we know who did this and we're going to hold him accountable. America's largest corporation said they would cut off funding for the congressmen and the senators that joined Trump in assaulting democracy. Their principles and commitment held out at most for two months. The issue faded. It dropped. January 6th wasn't treated like an imminent threat, an ongoing emergency. It became the source of political conspiracy theories. And today, incredibly, three years after the horrific act, support for the insurrectionists in the country is rising. The attack on America has become a partisan act. It is celebrated by huge portions of the Republican Party. Understand this, 
democracy, liberty, what they are sustained by is belief and faith. And collapse of that faith will lead directly to collapse of government, of the people, by the people, for the people. What Donald Trump did on January 6th was attack the cornerstone of American civilization. The idea that we are a free people, that we decide. We decide who leads the nation. There was no fraud. There was no election theft. All of it, every word of it, is a monstrous lie. And that monstrous lie has spread. The response by opponents and friends of democracy over these last years has been tepid, ineffectual. And now we stand three years after the fact at a most dangerous hour. January 6th marks one of the most appalling days in all of American history. What Donald Trump did was something that no American president has ever done or frankly thought about doing. It stains him with a mark of ignominy that will endure for all time. He is the president, the only one besides Jefferson Davis who has ever attacked the United States. The American people will have to decide, do we want to live in a country that looks more like Russia, that looks more like China, where government is big and powerful and can do whatever it wants to whomever it wants, whenever it wants, because power makes right. This is the antithesis of the American idea and ideal. This is a day where if you pray, pray for your country. This is a day where if you are a patriot, mourn for your country. But more importantly, prepare to be defiant. Prepare to fight back. Prepare to defend the inheritance, the inheritance given to us by our founding fathers, redeemed for us through the blood sacrifice of the American Civil War and through the Civil Rights Movement. Fighting for America is a noble thing. Government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from this earth. As Abraham Lincoln said, it will not be taken by a Queen's hustler named Donald Trump, but it will require the American people to do something that they have not yet mustered the strength to do. And that is this. It is time for all of us, Americans, Americans before we are Democrats or Republicans or independents or white, or black, or whatever, but as Americans to crush this terrible fascist movement once and for all.
so this country can move on and find its way back on the path that leads us up to the mountaintop from where Martin Luther King, through his prophetic vision at the hour of his martyrdom, saw the valley of a just society add. We can reach that place, but only a free people can reach this place. And that's what January 6th was at the end of the day, an attack on America, an attack on your freedom, an attack on your liberty, an assault on the one million graves of American patriots spread around the world who defended freedom at the highest cost imaginable. This is a day where good Americans look with the deepest contempt at any person who tried to take what was given to us. Benjamin Franklin answered the question of a woman outside Philadelphia's Independence Hall at the end of the Constitutional Convention. He was asked, Dr. Franklin, what have you given us? And he looked and said, Madam, a republic, if you can keep it. We have kept it for nearly 250 years. And now this generation of Americans is called to defend it against domestic terrorists, domestic enemies who seek to burn it down so they can take what they want, like locusts feeding rapaciously, caring nothing for the next moment, let alone the next year, decade, or century. Chris Christie, the former governor of New Jersey, is running a gallant campaign against Donald Trump in the state of New Hampshire. And he is facing calls every day, whether it's from Elisa Farah on The View, Hugh Hewitt, a Trump apologist of the highest order, to drop out of the race. He should not, he must not, because Chris Christie is the last man standing of the old Republican Party, the party of Eisenhower and the party of Reagan, the party of Lincoln, the Republican Party that believes in liberty, that believes in democracy, that believes in the sovereignty, the dignity of human rights, and the ability of the American people to choose their own leaders. The Republican Party, born in 1854 as an institution, has succumbed. It has succumbed to a demagogue, to a hustle, to a lust for power. The corruption of the modern conservative movement beggars belief. There is Wayne LaPierre, the grifter who has bankrupted the National Rifle Association and spread mayhem and chaos through its extremism around the country. All of the death was in support of a giant financial grift. There is Matt Schlapp, the accused sexual predator who remains firmly ensconced on top of the seething malice-fueled CPAC organization. There is Nick Fuentes, the Nazi, who dined with Donald Trump. Everywhere you look, from Marjorie Taylor Greene to Lauren Boebert, there is 
the signs of decay, a rancidity of spirit, an ominous warning. People who have been trusted with political power in the United States have turned against the founding fathers who redeemed America through the civil rights movement and finally gave this country the promise that it could meet its high ideals and ideas laid down on paper that declared we are all created equally. Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, stands firmly on the MAGA side of the line. Her political campaign is performative. She isn't running for president. She's running for vice president. She's running for secretary of state. She'll get back in line as quickly as Vivek Ramaswamy will. All these people care about is their self-interest. They don't care about the country. They care about Trump's pleasure. And that is what must be stopped. Chris Christie is truly the man in the arena. What he did in 2016 was wrong, and he has acknowledged it. Of the tens and thousands of officials of the Republican Party, elected officials and others, there have been very few who have said what Chris Christie said, that he was wrong to support Donald Trump. He was wrong to endorse Donald Trump and that he will never do it again. The Republican primary, like all of American politics, is terribly covered by America's corrupted media. But the only issue that has ever mattered in the Republican primary was the issue that came from the question asked in the first debate. It was this. Which of you presidential candidates will continue to support Donald Trump, even if he is convicted as a felon of violating the nation's espionage act? Chris Christie kept his hand down. Nikki Haley kept her hand up. And that is the answer to the question why Chris Christie cannot get out of the Republican race not after New Hampshire, not after South Carolina, not ever. He has to go, like Bill Clinton once said, until the last dog dies. What Chris Christie is doing is noble. He is standing up and telling the truth. In America, too many times, members of the media draw a hypocritical standard and the American people assign an impossible one. They demand their politicians be saints. People who apply for positions of political leadership are not perfect. Many are flawed, like all people. Chris Christie has flaws. At least he's open about them. But one of his flaws is he's never, ever going to lie to the American people again about the unfit demagogue from Queens. So when Chris Christie is asked by Hugh Hewitt, a disgraced Trump apologist, his answer should be never. When he's asked by Elisa Farah, who cashed in big time, pretending to be against Trump, 
after serving him loyally through the detention of children? The answer should be never. There's an American spirit of defiance that Chris Christie is embracing. And who knows? It may be that there's a moment ahead where the American people wake up and appreciate that defiance. There may be a great moment ahead for Chris Christie, but he must pass the endurance test. On Christmas Eve in 1944, the 101st Airborne Division was completely surrounded in the town of Bastogne. They were zeroed in for destruction. They didn't have rations. They didn't have food. They didn't have water. They were low on ammunition. They were freezing, hungry, and about to be killed. The German commander sent a note under a white flag through the American lines, demanding the immediate surrender of American forces. The American commander gave a historic response. He wrote back to the Nazi officer from the American commander, nuts. That was the answer to the demands for surrender. There will be no surrender for Chris Christie, and there must be no surrender on the part of the American people against a movement that seeks literally to destroy the American way of life, which is utterly dependent on a simple, sacred, elegant, and historic idea that we, the people, decide who leads, that we, the people, bow to no king, to no emperor, to no high priest, and to no Caesar. Donald Trump wants to be a dictator, but this is the United States, and the answer is no. And the difference between Chris Christie and Nikki Haley is this. Nikki Haley will fully support Donald Trump's attempts to take power by any means. And Chris Christie will stand on the line and do anything he can to stop him. That's the difference. And that's why Chris Christie must stay in this campaign. <laughs>